Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. This week, we discuss more NFT nonsense, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh!, and Microsoft's latest purchase. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Hope you are having a great week. And yeah, and I don't know where I was going with the and there. Just hope you were <laughs> having a great week. Just, just that sentiment stands on its own, right? Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to add more, you can, but <laughs> that's more for uh, more for the audience to fill in. It's a, it's a Mad Libs kind of <laughs> intro today. Well, Kevin, fill in what you've been, what you your and has been for that for for the past week. What what is the and besides having great week been for you? Um, yeah, uh, as posted on my Twitter, and a lot of people have been uh talking to me about it. Uh, I got the Wii from my grandmother. So I I went down, I think it was this, uh, I went down last weekend. Since we had a three-day weekend, it was MLK Day on Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people happened to have it off. So my mom was like, she has, she had Monday off. So she was like, okay, on Sunday, we can go down, say hi to grandma. Uh, We could get her Wii if she will let you have it and then uh, head back home. And I'm like, okay. And so I asked her if I can have it. She's like, okay. So I had to do that, and then I ordered like an adapter piece, so it works with HDMI inputs and stuff like that. So all day today, uh, I've been doing the uh, campaign, I guess, the story mode for um, Guitar Hero 3. Uh, (laughs) So I I got all the way to the end. Uh, I am a lot slower than... I remember uh, <laughs> that that is just the nature of playing older games or playing games when you're older. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how how I was able to do it uh, at a at a lot younger age, but yeah, uh, I I got through all the songs there. So now my next step is to beat all the rock bands. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's gonna be another interesting one that we're gonna have uh, later down the line as well. So yeah, that's uh that's currently what's in the uh, in the loop right now. I don't get a lot of the spinoffs that they had for uh, these games. Like th- there was the Lego one, right? There was Lego Rock Band. Lego Rock Band, yeah. So I have Rock Band one and two, and then Lego Rock Band and Beatles Rock Band. Those are the four that I own. Um, the thing about like. It's really weird, but like I think Lego Rock Band, in my opinion, had like one of the best set lists. For, what like, was the gimmick of it being Lego? I don't, I don't understand, and I've never played it, so I, it, I, it's just like, hey, we have, you know, we, we have this property. Let's just team up <laughs> and make something. And I was like, it's stupid Lego Rock Band. And then you like look at the songs that they picked up, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm down with this. So like. I'm just I'm just scrolling through real quick. Uh they had Ghostbusters by by Ray Parker Jr. 
in there. They had um, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5, Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts. You would think that that would be a Disney song by now, but uh, it did not happen. Um, there was one that, I, yeah, they have two Queen songs, which a lot of the other ones didn't have Queen songs. Um, and yeah, the final countdown by Europe. So that's that's a big that's a big plus. What was the Lego aspect of the game? Was there anything that like needed to be Lego about this? I think it was just the uh, what do you call it? the the notes that are on the actual game like when you when you're playing it i think those are just lego pieces i think that's the only thing they changed oh wow aesthetically but the set list was good so i think there's i think there's only one other one that i'm like hunting for i'm looking at either metallica or track pack one or something like that like a friend and i were looking at like which one of these would be good to pick up for the for the Wii, but I have the Wii and I have all of my old games. So I'm slowly trying to figure out like which games can I play on stream that would be really fun. Um, and people might want to watch me try to take a stab at it again. So um definitely taking tallies and, and letting people know, like, hey, these are the games I have, and here's what I would definitely try out on stream. Oh, speaking of your streaming, um, I got a bunch of the Zomnix to follow your street, your Twitch today. Plus, I think some of them are going to start sending you codes to review. So, be codes, prepared. oh, like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I do have the form available. Like, if they're on the Twitch chat, I, I made it readily available. If you type in um, exclamation point, I think it's cast. Um, exclamation point cast in the chat for Twitch. Let me just double check that this works. Um, it should pull up the Google form again. Yeah. So if you type in exclamation point cast, it should show up. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys want your batches casted, feel free. Uh, hop on not only my Twitch chat, you can you can find the thing there. I will be posting to YouTube pretty soon, but I got to figure out how all that works. Getting the motivation to edit is really difficult because like, you know that you finished mm-hmm. it already. Yeah, like live, and now you have to sit there and be like, okay, well, now I gotta, I gotta watch it again, and then I have to figure out how I'm gonna format it. So, um, just learning a couple things as I'm as I'm going through it, but it's kind of kind of rough right now. <laughs> uh, how about you? How was your week? Uh, did you have a three day weekend? And uh, and and. <laughs> yes i i will for a week week was i think good i don't remember most of it i just because i i i forget things very easily ever since we've had to stay in quarantine i just kind of like erase what is is not currently relevant in my brain um so i i i believe i had a good week i think i did um i did have a three-day weekend i did have martin luther king jr day off um which also coincidentally was betty white's birthday rip the goat um and my my and was pretty good um i'm gonna send you a, a picture right now and i want to get your your reaction to it uh one second it's not bad I, it's, okay. just, it, it's nothing like the the crazy story i sent you last week it's more silicone <laughs> heads no it's not it's not that weird uh, okay, so I just sent it to you, to our Facebook. 
chat. Got it. Oh, nice. So yeah. So I, I had a, a custom sweatshirt of our logo done just because I wanted merch because it's apparently a thing that people with content do is make merch. Yeah. Um, so I made one for me and then I showed it to the Zomnix and two of them have ordered a sweatshirt so far. Um, I don't know. Do you have like custom people that do stuff in your mall, Kevin? We have like an iCustom, iCustomize yeah, or whatever. kind of yeah. like what I did. I, I want to like figure out what they can do, but I've never like actually walked in there because like, yeah, the, the the stuff in the front is like just among us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like what it was in my mall as well. <laughs> I was just like, okay, like I, I get what you're trying to do, but I I can't go in there without looking like a sassy baka. So <laughs> I have to uh, figure out a way how to skirt around that. I mean, if you just go in and just like quick get it like this one took me, I think maybe five, 10 minutes to make just because I had to explain like what size I wanted and how I wanted the design to be placed or whatever. Um, but this cost me, I think, 40 bucks r- roughly around bad. there. So, I mean, if you wanted to get one done, that's like roughly the benchmark for how much it should cost. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I've, I've, I didn't play as much this week. I was playing um, Fable 3, which is like, it's weird. It's weird for me. Like you, you went back and you played um, Rock or Guitar Hero. And then mm. I'm going back to play Fable, which I'd never played before. And it's like the mechanics of, of games back in the day versus mechanics of games now. It's just, it's so weird going to compare them because like it, it feels so simplistic. And like this game was rated M. It's just like it's it's like nothing compared to games that are rated M now. I think the only like mature rated thing that I can really think of is that your character can have sex and it, like it doesn't even show anything. And like the screen goes black and you hear like the bed creaking. Like if you if have you played Fable? No. So that you can lead people to a bed. Like you can literally grab someone's hand and drag them to a bed, and then it gives you the option when you select the bed to have sex and it's like unprotected, I guess, or eventually. I guess you can find condoms in the world and then you can have protected sex. So I guess well, my character got married already and ha- ha- now has a baby. So, <laughs> but apparently the, the difference between besides having the baby is your characters can get STDs. No, the, okay. That's a very, very interesting mechanic. <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, that that's a thing. So that's what I've been playing, but um, I finished watching Arcane. Mm. So that was really good. Um, I don't know if I want to play League now, but I'm tempted to see if I can. Like, I know I just looked it up like you can play League natively on Mac and I just bought my new Mac. So I might explore trying it. I don't know if I want to like download the game and just get sucked in. I don't have time anyway just like with everything i do um but it's very tempting it's very Mm. tempting to to go into because it's it's so well done like you don't have to know league of legends to like understand arcane at all like i feel like the thing with the witcher is like everyone knows the game and everyone knows that there are books but i think unless you've played or read them i feel like season one was probably very difficult to really comprehend especially with all the time jumps like i've read the books i've played the game with witcher 3 and i still had trouble with season one so i think arcane does a good job of like avoiding that 
Yeah, I haven't finished Arcane. I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, this is relatively interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's something that's like probably built into me, me being a uh, like, I grew up watching Dota and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I feel like if I watch Arcane, I'm like turning my back against my community. <laughs> so like, I feel that. I feel that. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right call. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting in that fact. Yeah, definitely. Um, have I told you why? Like, I have like a general disdain for League of Legends. Uh, no. Okay, so when I was in freshman year, I had a uh, a sweet mate because our in our dorm, the one I was in, it was like one room of three connected with by a bathroom to another room of three. So our sweet mate, um, originally there were two people in that room. But one guy got kicked out of another dorm and he got stuck in that room and he was an absolute jackass. Like um, there was another one guy in the room that like everyone in the floor liked. He was a really nice guy and he uh, originally had the bottom bed. But this new guy, like while this guy was out in class, the day he moved in, he like tore all of his stuff from the bottom bed and threw it on the top bed and said, I have a foot problem. I need the bottom bed. And like we never saw him have a foot problem before. Um <laughs> He was also in like the same frat as the other, the third roommate was pledging. So like the third roommate's not going to say shit to this guy because he's pledging the same frat. But this guy was an absolute monster. Like he would, he was just loud and annoying. He would hotbox our bathroom and the entire floor would smell it. Um, but the main reason why I, I hated this guy and I like hated the league for the longest time was because like there were times where it'd be like three or 4 a.m. And this guy is playing League of Legends like, like screaming at the top of his lungs and like you can hear it just and it was just absolutely ridiculous and i called like the um like i I very well could have went over to the door and knocked but i'm like fuck this guy i hate you i want you to get written up because you're a jackass to everybody um so i i called like the ra on duty or whatever and the thing is is like they would never write him up because i guess the doors were thick enough so you couldn't hear it outside but the walls were so thin that you could hear it like in between rooms. And so because they couldn't hear it from the outside, they like for the longest time, they just didn't tell them to shut up until I eventually had to explain to them. Yeah, you can't hear it because you're outside, but I can hear it because I'm inside. So just being woken up by a loud, obnoxious, like Asian dude who thinks he's this jock wannabe idiot kept playing it at 4 a.m. So that's why I disliked League for the longest time. I feel that it it happens sometimes where you're just uh you you just hear it through the walls and you're just like god I want to slap you so much <laughs> like, like you don't exactly. understand how, exactly. how loud it is um but sometimes it's just like okay I'm just going to play at whatever volume I possibly can and just pray that they don't hear it but yeah so you, you just have to the volume control people mhm absolutely it's it's just but anyway i don't have to worry about that now now i can associate league with something positive like arcane um any any other housekeeping before we dive into the news uh i i don't think so um yeah we're we could just hop straight in okay kevin have you ever had to work a retail job um, I haven't had to work retail, but I have worked in 
the the food industry. Okay, that's kind of kind of similar. Um, would you do it for no pay? Absolutely not. Well, Forever Twenty One thinks that you probably would if you were a, a child who played Roblox, because they are they're using the metaverse now and their partnership with Roblox to um. They they created this thing called Forever 21 Shop City, wherein users and fashion influencers own and manage stores as they try to become the quote unquote top shop. Uh, Does that sound like fun to you, Kevin? You having fun yet? No. Why would I want to work retail in Roblox? I don't know. Let's see. (laughs) Forever 21 Shop City features four theme districts, including entertainment, obstacle course, food court, and yellow carpet where you can role play, meet up with friends and discover hidden rare items to build your community. <laughs> I don't like it. These don't sound fun. Like no, Listen. no, no. It's like, and the thing is like, so they're partnering with like their real shops, I think. So as soon as they, re- what I'm understanding from this is as soon as they like release an actual, um, an actual like lineup of real clothes, they'll like start to incorporate it into the metaverse so that like, you can buy the same clothing for your virtual avatar or whatever. Um, but here, here's the kicker. I'm just going to read the last couple of graphs of this article because it, it's ridiculous. Um, users will run their real their stores with real life functionality, including stocking inventory, working different jobs, assisting customers, operating the cash register, hiring employees, and decorating their stores. Features of the game will include the ability of shop builders to choose and swap their locations anywhere in game. Our goal is to expand how we engage with customers, extending our presence in product in new ways. Katrina Glusak, chief merchandising officer for Every Twenty One, said in a statement. The retailer's presence on Roblox follows a similar strategy employed by such blue chip marketers as Nike and Chipotle. Last last month, Nike launched Nike Land, an interactive space inside of the Roblox gaming platform, representing the athletic apparel maker's biggest bet on the metaverse. And also Vans and Hyundai have also done some metaverse stuff, but like, if people hate doing retail in real life, why does Forever 21 feel like they would enjoy doing it in in like your spare time on the metaverse? And like I get like some people enjoy like those simulator games. Like there's there's the Jurassic Park simulator simulators or like Zoo Tycoon or whatever. But I feel like that's fundamentally different because not everyone like has to work at a zoo and do that kind of thing to the point where it's kind of like a fun, weird experience and you can make things go hectic and crazy, like letting all the dinosaurs loose as opposed to like, what's the worst you're going to do at a forever 21 online store, like say no to a customer to their face. Yeah. Like I don't think you're getting, you're not getting a lot of stuff done. Like, I, I don't get how these companies are, are how they're pushing the metaverse so hard. Like, I feel like their approach to everything is just if we keep doing this long enough and loud enough, eventually the public will go along with it. And I hate that so much. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't see that working out for anybody, really. It's, the thing is, like with NFTs coming up with our next topic is going to be NFTs. But like. 
I feel like that's still what they're trying to do. They're trying to just keep it alive long enough so, until the point where it just becomes normal. And again, I hate it because I honestly feel like their strategy is working. Yeah, it's. I don't know if you could like beat this into like the the next generation. Well, like I guess us older people will just be like, "You remember when retail jobs sucked?" And they're like, "You remember when I farmed people in Roblox?" Like that's that's not the same. Uh, it's I just it's just like. I don't believe the customer is always right. I don't think that's an actual thing that you should operate by. But honestly, like in a situation like this, where people in general, except like the speculators and and like the tech bros are all saying, everyone except them are saying like, this is stupid. We don't like it. Maybe you should listen to the general populace that doesn't like this stuff. Just a thought. So anyway, to go into the whole NFT thing, um, Kevin, have you ever wanted to have a profile picture that no one could ever copy? Uh, I, I, uh, I guess I probably not. I mean, if if I put it out there, you could just <laughs> copy and paste it. Well, have you ever wanted the potential to sell your profile picture? Oh, okay. Now, now you're talking. <laughs> no, like it's it's my face. Uh, Why? Well, Twitter thinks you probably might because they're slowly rolling out, and I think it's already live for some people. But they're slowly rolling out an option to have your profile picture be an NFT. And when you click on it, it'll show like all the information about the NFT, like who created it, who owns it. And like, if you do this, this special format, like, you know how on Twitter, your profile picture is a circle. Yeah. If you want to be special and have an NFT, it's going to be in a hexagon. Ooh. And it's going to list, going to link to like directly to the NFT's blockchain listing. Great. <laughs> yeah, that's it's pretty much it. That's I it's I don't know. Um but just like as, as before we comment, um just li- looking at the numbers of NFT wise so far. Um according to the Thomson Reuters Foundation news, um sales soared to 24.9 billion dollars. In 2021, according to uh, a market tracker, DAP radar, but in the same article that I'm looking at from, um, not marketing dive, which article am I looking at? On social media today, um, despite reaching almost $25 billion in 2021, only 10% of the traders of NFTs have done 85% on that business. So it's really very, very niche. It's just a bunch of rich people trading money back and forth. Plus, there's also the scamming potential. The Twitter NFT thing, like changing your portrait shape into a hexagon, is that the main appeal that they're trying to aim for? Or 
I think they're I think they're going for the te- the the integration of NFT into daily life. Again, like shoving it in our face that yes, NFT is the future. Better get on with it now. Like Reese Witherspoon's tweet this week that went viral. She's like, hey, have you prepared for the NFT revolution? It's like, no, we haven't, Reese. We don't care. Sorry, I'm too busy thinking about dance dance revolution still. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, I think um one thing that Twitter, okay, I'm not saying that this will sell me on the NFT thing, but Twitter, bring back GIF animated, like, profile pictures, and if you made that, I, I don't, don't do this, just bring it back, okay? If, if you were to hypothetically tie it to NFTs that way, then I think more people would be on board, but... um without any real incentive to change anything i don't see this doing anything special you know Um, kevin you don't think a hexagonal monkey is special uh no i i don't i don't think so but if it was a comb bee maybe uh if it was a (laughs) it was if it was a cuter you know thing that i can i can put up there I, i might i might think about it but to go on kevin with the whole nfts profile picture thing um would you ever like to, without your consent, be sold as an NFT? That sounds like, uh, that, that sounds like, uh, I, I don't want to, well, I mean, it's, it sounds like slave trading. I, <laughs> I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a trading card. Well, sometimes you don't have a choice in the matter. Like some gaming YouTubers, Kevin, have had their, their profile pictures stolen and, and minted as NFTs without their knowledge or their consent. So on the um, on the auction site OpenSea, there's one user called Stake the Web, who's been apparently like getting photos of social media content creators, especially gamers, um, and, and like creating these online trading cards that like link to their their youtube profiles or whatever and then they're selling them and getting money for it or whatever um and again like a lot of these content creators are not happy with it because it was done without their consent now if it was done with their consent i don't know what their position would be i think right now their main outrage is probably that they were they're being made money off of and they didn't say yes to it their their image is being used um so far only a couple have been taken down um just dude i guess i don't know how OpenSea works i i've heard that they're a little bit tricky to to deal with when it comes to this sort of thing but i know that a lot of creators are trying to get these taken down but um just, just hypothetically kevin how would you deal with it if tomorrow you woke up and one of your friends is like hey i just bought this kanashi nft you like it I, I would be like, uh, no, uh, get me something tangible. <laughs> Put it back. Give me an orange. I will take an orange over an NFT any day. Uh, 30 oranges in my kitchen. No joke. <laughs> I, have a, I have a tangerine right in front of me. I'm just Ooh. vibing with it right now. But yeah, that's that's the extent of this week's NFT nonsense, as I guess we're dubbing it now. But I just, it. I'm getting so exhausted by like the oversaturation of these things and how like they're incredibly stupid 
but just the companies see the dollar signs and they're now just dumping so much time, money, and resources into this. When it's like, you could be doing so much more than doing this. You could spend your time on something that's more helpful than buying a monkey. <laughs> Kevin, tell us about Pokemon, please. I don't want to okay, yeah, think yeah. about NFTs anymore. Get this yeah, out of my no, head. Yeah, well, we will We will get that out of your head real quick. We're going to be talking about the new Pokemon Unite stuff. So uh, as of recording, uh, we're still updating. Uh, <laughs> there was an update for Pokemon Unite that started at 1 p.m. and is going to end at 11 p.m. PST. Um, yeah, 10 hour updates are a thing. Uh, it, Why? It's just, it, they're just making sure everything works. That's that's one thing. Um, but uh, because of that, we have been like, we got a heads up from Pokemon Unite that they have added Trevenant of all Pokemon to come to Pokemon Unite. So we have a ghost tree now. Uh, that's a thing. Oh, tree Reven- Trevenant. Tree yeah, Trevenant. Trevenant. I've never heard of this Pokemon. Yeah, it's uh it's a tree ghost. Oh no, wait. I have heard of this Pokemon. I I looked it up. I see it now. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. Out of all the Pokemon this, really? Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. I was like out of, out of all the Pokemon, you have what? 800 plus to pick from. You you pick the ghost tree. Um I I get it. Like it the thing that I don't understand is like for Halloween, they gave us Decidueye afterwards. And I'm like, yo, this would have been way better for Halloween. If you were going to like push this, like you can even pocket this till next year and then we'll get, we'll get back around to it. But I mean, yeah, it's only it was nine just, more months. Yeah. You just, just wait on it put it in your back pocket. Give us something, uh, give us something weird instead. They could have done something like, valentine's day related you know yeah i, I, I like mean throwing a love disc yeah i would have loved to have like another another support pokemon would be really nice but i i don't know what other pokemon you would have um but yeah i, I feel like that could have been easily another thing that they could have added um i know that with the current state of pokemon unite like I, i'm working on a I'm working on a series right now of like Pokemon I want to see and their potential move sets. But the thing is, Pokemon Unite releases a new Pokemon like once every two weeks. So like the last Pokemon we got was Dragonite, and Dragonite was like all over the place. It's busted. Um, <laughs> so right now we're just trying to like find the middle ground, <laughs> um, and it's starting to get like it's starting to be harder to find good pokemon to add um Mm. without them already like saying like hey we're already working on it um but yeah there's that and then also all over uh from a lot of credible sources on on twitter we've gotten a couple of hollowware leaks which if you guys are ever interested in dressing up your character uh you can take a peek at that but uh, one of them that I'm like really excited about, I'll just I'll just mention this one only. Uh, Samurai Charizard. 
Uh, <laughs> now that sounds cool. That's that sounds. It looks cool too. Um, I'd rather spend money on that than a virtual Forever Twenty One. Yeah, it may be it may be a digital item in game, but it it's a samurai Charizard. <laughs> that, that that just the sentence alone is worth the money. <laughs> yeah, just I can I can just say two things that are really cool and put them together, and then people will throw money at me. Um, no, but I'm <laughs> I'm trying to work on a bunch of them. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see um, if we. Obviously, how much these things cost later down the line, but also um, if there's any bugs that will come with it. So there's a lot that we're looking looking at and making sure that uh, the game is going to work according to plan. And then on top of that, we're also waiting on um, we're also waiting on Legends Arceus, which is the uh, the next Pokemon installment game that's coming out 28th, on the twenty eighth. Yeah. Yes, um, and on the twenty eighth. I'm I'm waiting on my pre-order. I got a pre-order from the Pokemon Company. If you ever order a Pokemon game, pre-order it from the Pokemon Company because they usually come with like free goodies along with it. Why so, did you not tell me this when I pre-ordered this months ago? <laughs> Sorry, I just I just got it. Um, but yeah, if you order from the Pokemon Company, the thing is like if you order from like Amazon or GameStop or Target or whatever it's there the moment that it drops right or even sometimes sooner um like i got diamond super early because i ordered it through amazon and they were like yeah we have it in we have it in uh in shop right we're gonna you know throw it in here um but if you order it from the pokemon company you get a you get a goodie thing so for legends arceus i'm getting a small plush arceus oh wait that's so cool yeah um but i don't know if it's going to show up the day of release or if it's going to show up later so that's always like the thing that i am i'm like iffy about but we'll see what it looks like when when it comes out and when i get it you know mm-hmm. oh wow that is a that is a cool samurai charizard yeah That is actually, I wow. See, I don't play Pokemon yet anymore because, again, I'm too busy. But if I did, I would, I would rock that skin so hard. Even though I am a Garchomp main. Yeah, it Still. just depends on <laughs> how much it is. Obviously, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the most expensive ones are like forty dollars, and I'm like, yeah, no, it's okay. I don't need that. Oh, that's but, so expensive. Uh, yeah, that that might change my opinion. It depends on what the what the rest of the stuff looks like with it. So. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, do, you you don't like Cowboy Cramorant? No. <laughs> he says yeehaw and eats your fish. Um, but yeah, there there's a bunch of them that are out there. Um hopefully it drops with this patch and we'll see. Um but yeah, there's a lot of other like uh there's a lot of other Pokémon Unite stuff that's coming around the corner and I'm hoping to uh to work about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, from we're gonna pivot from one childhood nostalgia game to another, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. So I I actually come from both parts of this. So Pokemon wise, it's like I I played in I played like Diamond and Pearl competitively, and then I stopped, and then uh I played Yu-Gi-Oh for a while, and that's kind of like where I got my start on Twitch. If you 
You guys ever dig up old video from like 2013? I think it's either 2013 or 20. Might even be earlier than that. Um, I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh on Twitch and I had like a solid following. But uh, in order to get me and newer duelists into the game, Yu-Gi-Oh has finally set up what they call Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel, which is a new game that is looking to replace things like Dueling Book um, and Dueling Network, which were two websites that were not affiliated with with um with konami in any way but you can play the game for free and have access to all cards and kind of like play test your decks before going out and actually purchasing the cards um so it, it was a good learning tool um but because of that like konami themselves didn't really have a game to go off of but now konami has finally like worked on a game that will work for them and work for all players so that that is the cool thing about Pokemon or not Pokemon uh Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duels right now. Um just to let you know it don't be deceived on on a Steam if you guys ever do get it for Steam. Uh it it says it's going to be less than a gig, but you have to download all the cards once you download like the first part of the game. So yeah, it's like a 5 gig update, but it's not not too bad considering that there's tons of cards in the game um but the big thing that i still have to figure out is there are in-game purchases to get more cards um so we have to determine if this game is going to be pay to win um i haven't played enough to really figure it out but um that may be another thing to keep in mind um i know that for a lot of like I would say young parents that were like either my age or a little bit older. Um, the big thing that Yu-Gi-Oh, the, the big thing about Yu-Gi-Oh that scared a lot of kids away was like, there's a whole bunch of like new rules and stuff like that. And it's crazy and it's all over the place. But um, the new, there's like a tutorial system in this game and like a solo mode that actually takes, takes you through like how to play the game at a most basic level and it puts you against players who have like the same level. So it's really helpful for trying to get new players in as well as like testing out the waters against other players. So go ahead and check that out. I never understood how to actually play Yu-Gi-Oh. I just like, like collecting the cards and watching the show. Mm-hmm. So whenever I tried to play, I just kind of threw cards down on the table and just like babbled on like they did in the show. Yeah, it was the greatest. It's fun on Twitch. Like if if I end up streaming this game on Twitch, like I'll I'll definitely make that a button where it's like play and narrate your entire duel like you're from the show. And uh, <laughs> I, I will I will whip out the Kaiba voice if I need to. So oh, I God. do get the blue eyes deck. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. Are we are we ready to go into the the big one this week, Kevin? Yeah, let's talk about the big news. The big, uh, the big news. So the news that obviously everybody is talking about is the purchase of Activision Blizzard King by Microsoft for a whopping $68.7 billion. And like, I think the thing about this besides one, just the shock of it all into the money is just like, 
how quietly it happened. Like there, there was no like industry speculation. There were no signs that this was happening uh, until the news finally dropped, like from the Wall Street Journal. Then everyone pounced on the news. And then after that, um, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard King released their confirmations that this was happening. Um, so in this purchase, um, Activision now has the rights and, and, um, the property and will acquire all the franchises that Activision Blizzard King had. So from Activision, they are getting Call of Duty, the previously mentioned in this episode, Guitar Hero, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Crash Bandicoot, and Spyro. From Blizzard, they are getting Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, Diablo, Hearthstone, and Heroes of the Storm. Um, and then they are getting Candy Crush from King. And so with this, um, Microsoft now owns Blizzard, King, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, Treyarch, Raven, Toys for Bob, Demonware, High Moon, and Beanox. That's a lot for, for one company. to. I'm, I'm like honestly surprised that this didn't like generate any more news or, or any, any pushback. Cause it feels like very, very monopolistic of them considering that they also do own Mojang and they do own Bethesda as well. You know? Yeah. This is not only like a huge acquisition, but like, we don't know if this means that like companies are going to start heading towards having how can I describe it more or having less or players will have less choices of where they buy their games from. Right. Um, and then also we don't know, and I hope that this doesn't lead to anything like different, but um, what does this mean for ABK games? Um, not just like moving on to other platforms, but also like what exclusives are we going to be getting for um, like, for example, hypothetically, let's just say if there was a uh, a, a Microsoft or a Bethesda like skin that could only be handed out mm-hmm. to like Xbox or PC players, I think that would be something that they would do in order to incentivize more people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting to see where yeah. they're going to go with this. So like as soon as this dropped, I saw, I think the Washington justice, it was them who tweeted out. Like, I think it's probably, it's probably just a fan made thing by them, but like a skin of soldier 76 in like the Spartan halo armor as a thing. So the, this definitely opens up. I get well, considering like they've already done um, a crossover promotional skin with Lego with Bastion. So this opens up a lot of potential for certain Microsoft only properties to, to really get a skin in the game. Um, so just, just before, before we go on, Kevin, like, what is your opinion of this acquisition? Like, I don't like, so that, so as to not color it with the other discussion and the other news are having, but like, how are, how are you feeling about it? Because a lot of the internet is very like, this is amazing. Like this means uh, great things for Blizzard. And then there's other thing, other Blizzard Activision King. Um, and there's other people who are like, oh, this is, this is bad. So where do you stand on that spectrum? I feel like it's a good 
I feel like it's a good move for Blizzard, uh, clearly, because like considering how uh I mean how how crappy their situation has been, um having a bigger company that can take the reins and kind of fix the culture is gonna be good for for ABK. Um, I would say. Um, I don't know what that will mean for um what that'll mean for the Overwatch League or for you know the broadcast half of it. Um, but hopefully Microsoft can keep, you know, can can continue to make that a thing that works for them as well. Um the only thing that I'm like scared of is like let's just say if if I doubt that this would happen, but like if Microsoft goes under, right? If Microsoft goes under, who then buys Microsoft and now owns all of these? Um, and it may be scary having a bunch of companies that are, you know, that are really big overall in the gaming space now owned by kind of just one big, like big boss right now, you know? Right. So Microsoft that's, is the Disney of the gaming world. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's going to be really interesting later down the line um, to see if any other companies start trying to pick up, you know, smaller companies or if things are going to start being absorbed. Um, and I don't know if there, there currently isn't like any international law against like integration, either vertical or horizontal. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to just see if like what happens, obviously mm-hmm. moving forward, like, um, will things be, uh, will games be exclusive to it only being available through the Microsoft store? Do I have to buy Minecraft through the Microsoft store now, instead of just getting the, getting the mod? Uh, and then I feel like the only other person who AB, like who, I guess Microsoft has to deal with now would be valve and like, where does valve stand on all this? And like, that's the one thing that I'm afraid of. It's just like, you know, will we have the option? Like, will this one company be able to carry all of the weight of the gaming industry right now? Mm-hmm. Um, not just all of it, but just like a lot of it, at least. Um, right. And then I, I remember seeing, you know, actually, you know what? I'll bring it up later. I feel like this is just solid. It's good for ABK. It's going to be really interesting for the gaming consumers down the line. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's funny that you mentioned, um, like, is, is Microsoft going to be able to survive this? Just because I've been watching a lot of videos on just like the history of companies on YouTube from Company Man. And a lot of the time, what he can trace like the fall of companies to is, is due to like acquisitions like this, where they spend a lot of money to buy a company um, to get all these assets. They try to revive it, but like, it just doesn't work for a variety of reasons. Maybe um, they're not making as much money on the acquisition as they thought. Maybe there are problems down the line or whatever, but like the purchase and the money that they spend on the acquisition, maybe they had to go in debt to purchase this company um, or maybe they're taking on all the debts that the company already had. It's just too much for the company to survive. So I don't know where Microsoft's financial stand right now, but theoretically, if they're not as financially stable as they'd like to let on, um, or if Blizzard or ABK's financials are not as 
strong as they could be, um, then there's a very real possibility in those situations that Microsoft could actually go under and then someone would have to buy all those assets all over again. Um, but so going in, into the money aspect of all of this, um, 68.7 billion is a lot of money to buy these three companies for. I don't know if it's considered a deal or not, um, but it's actually, I think the third biggest uh, company acquisition really of all time. Um, the top two are AT&T and Time Warner. And that, that one's at 85.4 billion. And then Disney buying 20th, 21st Century Fox was 71.3 billion, which is a lot. Guess how much Disney paid for Marvel, Kevin? I bet it was really cheap because Marvel was yeah. financially struggling. Yeah. Um, for a while. Um watch it be like a hundred million or something like that. Not that not that low. Okay. It was still Wait. in the billions. It was still billions. in the billions. Okay. Yes. Would it be like two point one bill? Okay, it was four point two four billion. Okay, that's still really that's small. still a lot, but compared to like Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard for sixty-eight point seven billion, yeah, that's that's incredibly cheap. And also Star Wars, yes. guess how much they paid for Star Wars for for Lucasfilm? You think they paid more than than Marvel? I mean, man, that is tough. Okay, wait. We have to consider that this was before the prequels or before the the seven, eight, nine. So yeah, this is in twenty twelve. This is also before Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian. So it's before Star Wars was actually good again. Yeah. Uh man, would it would it also be around that five billion range? Probably maybe 10 billion, because they also have Indiana Jones too, right? I think that is also Lucasfilm. You're right. Yes. It's 4.05 billion. Not even 4.5, 4.05. So less it was very it was lower it was lower than marvel interesting also that was both lower than when disney paid for pixar and now pixar is independent too so i don't know how that worked out for disney disney pixar was 7.4 yeah interesting so just just considering like how how well known these companies are and how successful they are um and how how relatively low they were bought for 68.7 billion just seems way too much for for a company like Blizzard that's been struggling so hard. Yeah, it it feels like this is a lot of money spent and it's just a matter of like how well will the company use mm-hmm. that. Um hopefully hopefully it's for good. Hopefully we have a better company at the end of the day but we won't know until the final numbers come in Mm -hmm. well i mean in more numbers i mean this is obviously this is bad for sony because now this raises questions as to whether or not uh blizzard activision titles are going to be available on their platform um so sony lost 20 billion dollars in stock value after the announcement and that was um, they lost 13% of their shares in Tokyo. So hmm. um, 
they lost a lot. They were really hit hard by this announcement um, because it, it, it raises the question, does, what does this mean for PlayStation gamers in the future? Because like, remember when they bought Bethesda? Yeah. They were like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, just because we own Bethesda now doesn't mean that we're just going to make these things exclusive to Xbox. What do they do? They go turn around and say, oh, yes, no, Starfield's going to be Xbox exclusive. And now I'm reading online that they're intending to make all of Bethesda games only available on platforms where um, the the Game Pass or, or the Microsoft Store is available. So um, they... Like I, I distinctly remember reading them saying that they're not going to do this. They're not going to make um, Bethesda games exclusive. Um, but then they go and they stab us in the back like that. And then now they're they're citing Mojang and not making um, Minecraft Xbox exclusive as a as a look. This is a show of good faith. But I don't. I don't. This this is getting to my opinion on this. I don't trust Microsoft. I think this is terrible. I hate it. I honestly. I I hate it. I don't like Microsoft in this. I don't think they're going to do the right thing. Um, and then again, it goes back to, you know how, like, what was it? Last week, two weeks ago, we're talking about um, Xbox saying, oh, we don't feel it's right to judge Activision Blizzard for yeah. their history because we've done bad things too. No fucking shit. It's only because you wanted to buy them that you're not talking bad about them. So exactly. just this, this really sours my opinion of of Microsoft. Like they, they really, to me, seem like, just the the evil gaming counterpart of disney whereas disney's just the evil movie conglomerate microsoft is the same way now for gaming when like ostensibly and again they said they wouldn't do it for bethesda but then they went on back on their word ostensibly they're saying that overwatch 2 is safe and it's not going to be um just made into an exclusive um they said that they're going to keep games that have like the the wide entrenched is i think the word that was used entrenched fan appeal as um on on all platforms but then again they're going and saying now with bethesda which has a wide appeal with elder scrolls and fallout now they're saying they're only going to release games on platforms that offer microsoft store so what does that mean does that mean you're going to have to have sony agree to have the microsoft store on their platform or does it just mean that this is your way of saying oh yeah no we're we're screwing everybody who doesn't have microsoft which like i'm okay because i own an xbox but just as a as a consumer and as a gamer and as just a person this is very skeezy to me and i really dislike it yeah i i get it i i get that point and like it sucks that Sony takes a big hit for this too, because now that now this is just gonna push. Well, I mean, okay. First of all, I want to talk about a really funny meme that I saw earlier today. So, <laughs> uh, it it's uh, talk about a tone shift. <laughs> I'll talk about a tone shift. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll take a lighter tone real quick. Um, it it was like Microsoft buying ABK, um, and then Sony. Sony losing money in the stock exchange and you just see them all all angrily like yelling at each other and then there's just Kirby chilling like fishing in the background it's like Nintendo just doing their own thing so I I like that thing the only thing that I'm afraid of is if we repeat what happened in the 70s and 80s where we're gonna end up having a another console war 
mm-hmm. that's literally blows up to the point where like people are only going to buy games that are you know triple a titles only um or will it do the opposite like we will have a bunch of games that you know microsoft and sony keeps trying to push onto us but we don't like it because we like the indie games that a lot of smaller companies are just working on right and they end up becoming the next big dog so these are the things that like we have to be cautious about as the um as the consuming public here we have to just make sure that whatever happens between like you know microsoft and sony like we keep our you know gaming taste to like a high standard like we can't just mm-hmm. be like oh well yeah i you can't just make another call of duty slap a different name on it and just sell us dlc for 60 bucks that's not how that works <laughs> um you have to like still create games that will have people want to come back and keep playing it mm-hmm. um and then yeah the the funny thing like still with this like they they say Sony lost a lot of money in this because they're afraid of like you know the ABK stuff and also like what does that mean for games moving forward but there's a reason why I have a PS4 and not an Xbox X series or stuff like that it's because they have good exclusives that don't end up moving to PC mhm so that's where I think Sony has the game on lock still. It's the same reason why like I buy Nintendo products still too. It's because it's for their system. Right. Um and like Microsoft is I would say Microsoft is a computer company first, then a gaming company, right? Right. So I would agree with that. We would we would expect things that have that are owned by Microsoft to move over to PC quicker than any other, any other form of media, um, or from any form of uh, gaming in general. So that's my thought process behind this. Like, it's okay for me as a PC gamer to like not worry about you know Call of Duty and Overwatch and all those things because I feel like those will still be here on the PC. Um, the only thing that I'm afraid of obviously is like some of the titles from from abk what does that mean for you know the other companies such as like i feel like the big question mark here if we're still getting back to it is you know overwatch 2 um we've we've know it's on the horizon we've known it's been on the horizon for the past three years three four years now Mm -hmm. i don't know um but like since it hasn't come out yet now microsoft owns abk what does that mean for the future of overwatch 2 going to both sony and nintendo because we did get overwatch for the switch right like so (laughs) (laughs) yeah everybody remembering how to play ball on the switch um but yeah it's uh it's a lot to think about moving forward it's like this acquisition is big for you know abk um but we have to hope that microsoft does the right thing and we as the consumers don't really have a voice in it besides our wallets so mm-hmm. just 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 do what you think is correct here um 
That's, that's the least that I could say. And if you if you really like games that are indie, go ahead and buy them. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Steam market will still be here regardless of what, what goes down here. Yeah. And see, like, I get that it's a good move for Microsoft to have a have like exclusives like Sony has their own exclusives Microsoft has their own exclusives Sony's got stuff like God of War Microsoft has things like Halo and like traditionally these have only been on these platforms so I get the draw of of having the exclusives it's like again like you said it's why originally I got the PlayStation first is because I wanted this system more because of what it has to offer and it, it has the catalog that I like better um, and then I bought the Xbox again also because they also have exclusives that I also really want to play. Like when Hellblade comes out, I am going to be all over that. Um, but where like it sours for me is just like, had they bought Bethesda and and like were true about not making it exclusive, I wouldn't feel as bad about this. Um, but they went and then they made it an exclusive. So they went back on their word. What also sours me is again, just going back to how they they just it just feels so disingenuous saying that like they didn't want to call out Activision because they have their own shady history and it turns out it's really just because you're buying the company that you don't want to call them out it just it feels like a it shouldn't feel like a stab in the back but it feels like a stab in the back you know yeah. I, I can't explain why I feel this way and why I'm so upset about this merger besides that because those are those are really the two things that i i'm most upset about is is the potential that they're going to go back on their word and make overwatch 2 an xbox exclusive which i again i will be fine by this it's no skin off my back um it might affect the rest of the zomnics because they were all on playstation um but me personally i'll still be able to get it if i want it so it's not that it's just like I feel like I have a hard time trusting Microsoft to do the right thing. Yeah. So it, it will come down to what they do down the line. And I hope, you know, I hope for the sake of money <laughs> that Microsoft will not make it an exclusive. Cause I think that they, I think you would get more by having it be more accessible to more players than to sell your specific console and hope that like you get your money through that. Um, I, I would, I would have to say that I probably spent more on like making, I wouldn't say making my character good, but like I've spent a good amount on like, on skins when I didn't have enough coins and stuff like that mm-hmm. back, like back in the day. Um, and that will all still go to the company. It'll still go to ABK. So I feel like having a wider fan base and a bigger player base is better than having to make it an exclusive. But mm-hmm. then again, I'm not, I'm not Microsoft. I'm not the one who makes these decisions. Um, I'm just a, I'm just a gamer with a podcast, just like Matt. So <laughs> So, so to to transition to some, to lighten this up before we get into another another dark hole, um, the Japanese internet has reacted to this, and I'm gonna read some comments. Um, but I just want to say that Kotaku in in this article, like they put a, a photo of Bobby Kodak that is just the most 
disgusting gremlin-esque photo of a human I've ever seen before. And it's just like, it goes so well with who Bobby Kodak is. He's a disgusting excuse for humanity. But here are some, here are some Japanese reactions to this. Um, Microsoft, give us back Diablo. Well, that's it for Diablo, an industry destroyer. These are wild times. Um, so Blizzard games are coming to Game Pass. Well, this is fine. They bought sexual harassment. Um, <laughs> Microsoft loves buying hollowed out companies. Bye bye trash station. Fix the bugs in Halo. It would have been better to buy Square Enix. But honestly, like they bought sexual harassment. I feel like that that comment wins the Internet. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what that's they did. A, they just bought sexual harassment lawsuits. They're just like, oh, yeah, let me let me just absorb this and take the L for everyone. Like um, honestly, wouldn't it have been better to wait until after all of the lawsuits are done to buy it? Yeah. Like, I understand for 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 Activision Blizzard King, this is a godsend right now. This is a good thing for them. Like they'll have more money and more resources and hopefully less of a toxic company. We don't I, I don't know how Phil Spector works right now. He could be harassing people. We just don't know it. Um, but it, it's so much better for them in this position currently right now to have been bought but like for for microsoft why are you doing this now because now you now you're in charge of the payouts yeah this is it feels really weird to have like to to buy a company like i get it like this is a desperation play by abk saying like hey we're broke we're in trouble we need big big money to to bail us out and so I could see this being the thing, but like, I would not expect it to be $68.7 billion worth, you know, mm-hmm. like Microsoft should be getting like a half off kind of deal here because they have to, not only do they, are they buying your company, but they're also buying the, the plethora of problems that your company has at the moment. So, uh-huh. like, okay. Yeah. Like, I get it that they think that this might be an investment later down the line if they are able to fix ABK. Like I'm saying, fix as in like, not not just like fix the the social structure, but maybe you know snip snip a couple people, you know. Um, but like, it's it's not good. It's like like Microsoft buying this should have been way less than what like. Mm-hmm than what they paid for like the the ticket was a little expensive and now like i get the joke now about like sony having to make a big move to go and buy like another company and like i'm not not against them getting square enix if they want square enix go for it like um but i do think that it is it does put a lot of heat on sony but i do think that what they offer is still unique to their company Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i think that there there is a lot of like things to absorb and like take in here but it is going to be interesting to see what microsoft can give us yeah um and what they're going to be making exclusive and what they aren't Mm mm-hmm and to to encapsulate that, another Japanese reaction. Don't you have to be a moron to be buying Blizzard now? Lol. 
I I would I would say that that is a uh, a good statement. <sighs> anyway, so um, speaking of the gremlin that is Bobby Kotick, he's just the worst, just the objective worst. Because here's two stories about about our 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 resident gremlin Bobby Kotick. So with all of this nonsense that's been in the news about um, every, pretty much everything going on with Blizzard, um, obviously the news cycle was not the best. So what instead of, of trying to you know win back public support the proper way and saying, yeah, we recognize our mistakes. We're getting rid of all the bad people who are part of the company. We're going to make it right. We're going to pay things out. Uh, instead of doing that, Bobby Kotick's like, you know what? Let's just buy PC Gamer and Kotaku to, to try to spin the story in, in our and make a positive light for us. Uh, I thankfully that acquisition did not go through. Um, but that's just so dirty, you know? Because like journalism is supposed to be independent. It's not supposed to be beholden to like anyone interesting like yes of course there's going to be uh, a bias to whatever you are i mean unless you're talking about like npr which is like in general completely unbiased but you've got like cnbc which leans left or fox news which leans right and and, and things like that but it's just like this explicit attempt to control your narrative by buying positive press is really bad like as a journalist this is really really skeezy yeah this is not gonna help your company at all uh i i i don't know how else to say it but like yeah you kind of you can't just buy press like that it it doesn't no one told bobby kodak that yeah uh, uh apparently he he didn't get the memo um bobby you can't buy the press <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you that right now. You can try, um, but yeah, we—it's not going to work. So definitely don't do that. Uh, <laughs> um, but like in all seriousness, like this is—it just looks really bad on just the overall resume of Bobby Kodak. And like, it's not that like his resume wasn't terrible to start with, but like this is just. This is like squeezing a lemon on an open wound right now. You're, you're just you're not really helping yourself. Right, yeah. Um furthermore, in reasons why we dislike Bobby Kodak. Um uh, so obviously Overwatch Overwatch 2 have been delayed. There's been a lot of nonsense going on with these companies. We haven't really heard a lot from them but we know that work has been going on we know that it has been delayed um but apparently according to one of the producers tracy kennedy um she tweeted out that bobby Kotick directly is one of the reasons why overwatch 2 has been delayed for so long in her tweet which came out today she said bobby tell well because in um in an article i guess with wowhead um, Bobby Kodak said that part of his motive for selling to Microsoft was because 
the delays of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 had a an effect on um had a negative effect on Blizzard's stock prices and causing them to decline. But Tracy Kennedy says in response to that, Bobby, tell everybody about the random projects for Overwatch 1 you all would shove on us. The team would do OT for them only to get canceled and for months of Overwatch 2 development to have been lost. Or how almost entire teams are turning over, inciting you as the reason. Don't be shy. Oh, wait, that's right. You hide behind scapegoats because you're a coward. My mistake. The entire world will remember you to be a greedy joke. And there's nothing you can do to change that. We outlasted you and we won. Bye. So he's saying that the reason why he sold is because Overwatch 2 was being delayed and it hurt stock prices. But according to her, um, he's the reason why this was be- Overwatch 2 was delayed in the first place with throwing projects on them that wouldn't ever see the light of day and just slowing down any possible development. So um, I guess with Jeff gone, he's not able to, as has been previously stated, shield the Overwatch team for a lot of just the random junk that Bobby Kotick would would do. Yeah, and this is a very like this is a very bad thing. Obviously, like, <laughs> it, like we understand that we want Kotick out. A lot of people want Kotick out, and if this is if this is the single reason why, like. Overwatch 2 is not on my computer right now um, because of just random random things and just loading and slowing it down. Um, I hope that Bobby Kotick's now boss, Microsoft, can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they want to develop Overwatch 2, they have to give them the option to make it better. And I would not put it past... Like I feel like this would be like the ultimate like thing. They they fire Bobby Kotick and Jeff comes back, right? Ooh, like that would, would be that. like that would be the biggest turn. Because again, Jeff has been revealed as good guy Jeff. Yeah. Um. But so, Bobby Kotick is, according to this deal, um, he's going to stay on as uh, CEO of ABK for now but by the end of microsoft's fiscal year in 2023 around like may or june that is supposedly when they're going to terminate him because that's when i the the takeover will be finalized and everything will be official and then it will be completely under the microsoft umbrella that's when they're going to get rid of him um but even then according to activision documents courtesy of the security exchange commission Kodak could earn anything from $292,970,341 if he's removed from his position at the end of that term. So he's still making more money than most people in the world will ever see. Mm, Yeah, like I just, I hope that we can, like I would rather just get rid of him in one way or another than have to like potentially worry about having a bad game later down the line. Like if we get him out and it costs money, I mean, Microsoft has the money, but I, I don't know. Obviously we don't know what that means for the future of overwatch two. And obviously like what will Microsoft do with 
Bobby Kotick if they have that option too, you know? Right. I mean, I agree that it's best to just get him out now. I'm not happy that he's receiving such a huge payday after just all the nonsense that has been going on. I don't think he deserves that money. It's a, it's a disgusting amount of money, but at least he'll be gone. Well, now that that's over with, uh, just in general, what do you do you think the positives of this buyout outweigh the potential negatives, Kevin? The the buyout of ABK, I think I don't know if it if it outweighs the the current situation of ABK is so bad that if like anything is better than what's going on right now, unfortunately. Um, so I think that right now it's a good it's a good idea for now. I just don't know what it will mean for the future of Overwatch. Not only Overwatch, but also like you know all the ABK like right things. Like, will this mean this would be weird? Uh, are we going to get Hearthstone as an Xbox exclusive? Is that a thing? Probably not. But like like World of Warcraft, StarCraft 2, all those games, how are they going to also be affected by this? Oh, yeah. How does that work with Apple and like the mobile market? That's Yeah. I didn't so even consider that. That's that's another thing that like like it's not going to change the the cell phone war between like, you know, Apple and Samsung, but it it may affect the way how they go about business that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, it's all up to the decision of Microsoft. Hopefully they do the thing that's best for the, it's what's best obviously for their pocket. And if it, I don't think that limiting the sale of games through either exclusivity or through like mainly just through exclusivity but i do think that having access to the game will get you more profits if you make good content for it um mm-hmm. and that that's just games in general like you're not gonna sell me on a 60 dollars dlc for for master chief and overwatch okay <laughs> like just make a good game and if i if i like it i will throw money at it but it just depends on what Microsoft will do with the ABK properties down the line. Mm-hmm. I think in general, like Blizzard ABK wise, like this is a good move for them. I think it's going to be good for the development team because they're going to have more resources and hopefully a better parent. Bobby Kotick will be out. Um, the the development of these games hopefully with the more resources will be sped up things will be released better um i just i'm worried about whether or not you can trust microsoft in this to keep their word that they're not going to turn things exclusive um but i feel like in general like this is going to be good for the company for abk itself not sure how it's going to be for people who don't play microsoft exclusively anyways i think that's it for the news this week yay 
Um, one thing for me, like if you like, I, I will post the image of me wearing the sweater um, on, on our socials. If you want one, let us know. And I can like go to the mall and have them custom make some more. Or like I can maybe look into setting up an online shop because one of my Zomnik friends wants me to do that. So it's easier to do than me having to go to the mall. But like, let us know. And and I will hopefully be able to make you one and, and send it out to you. Probably, I'll probably like end up discounting it to you because I probably will just like charge you to, for them. No, I'm not going to like make money off these. I'll just probably charge you for like the shipping and the, the actual making of it. Like I don't, I don't need to make money off of these. I, I have a job already, so I'm okay for now. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Words of wisdom from, from Kanashi the wise. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be changing up my stream schedule a bit. Uh, I I'm, I'm talking it out with my crew, but I think I'm going to start streaming Monday, Thursday, Fridays instead of Saturday. Um, I will save Saturdays. If I do have a stream on Saturday, it will be either an event such as going out and doing something in real life. I don't know. Maybe touch some grass. Oops. Um, I don't know. Maybe I might I might go do a grass touch stream. Oops. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah. Uh, overall, play your games. Uh, check out whatever new exclusive stuff is going on. Uh, if the game is not available through the Microsoft Store, check Steam. Uh, and yeah, we're just gonna have to see what happens with the rest of this whole ABK acquisition. You should do a stream where you just go around to all your neighbors and touch their grass and see who notices. Uh, I'll just I'll I'll have like a grass like checklist it'll be like oh man this grass is top tier top quality rate rate the grass this is a this is a six out of ten i under i don't know man it feels like it's been uh it's been stepped on you just get the one dude who's like super picky about like his lawn and he's like what do you mean it's only a six out of ten yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get flamed by by you're grass you're experts Torino'd. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my lawn. This is a nine out of ten lawn, sir. All right. Is this, are we done for the week? Is that it? Yeah, I think hey. I think we're good. Well, thank you everybody again for listening to us. Um, let us know what you think about the the ABK thing. Like most of the comments I've seen online are very positive. I think I'm one of the very few who's like feeling apprehensive or negative about it but let us know let us know if you want some merch and and let us know what criteria kevin should rate grass based upon yeah um, is it by uh <laughs> is it by texture is it i'm not tasting grass um <laughs> that is a that is a one thing that i will not go by because i don't i don't first of all grass tastes bad <laughs> do you know from personal experience uh, unfortunately if you face ah. plant into a bunch of grass you you unfortunately get some in your mouth and then you get to taste it yikes well don't taste grass people that's i think our biggest takeaway of the week don't eat grass um tune in next week for more grass-based tips for your life adios everybody
Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.